When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Lisa, and today we're talking about setting anxiety recovery goals for the new year. But you will be very interested to find out that I'm not a big fan of setting resolutions for the new year. Stay tuned to find out why. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. One last thing before we get started, our Breathing Through Anxiety course is already available for purchase. It's a pre-recorded course with all the lessons and all the tools and techniques to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety that we all want gone. Take advantage of this introductory price of only $47. The link to purchase is in the description of this podcast episode. Happy learning. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Lisa, your host of the Anxiety Doctor podcast. I'm excited to be here every single Wednesday. For those of you that don't know me, I am a psychotherapist in Houston, Texas. I provide services here in my office but I also provide anxiety coaching all over the world. I love, love, love what I do. I've been doing this for 24 years, which is crazy. And um, it shows my age. <laughs> I love, again, what I do. I love sharing information and spreading awareness. And not only just spreading awareness, but normalizing, taking care of your mind, whether you have anxiety or not. But of course, my passion is to help people with anxiety since I suffered from that damn dreadful anxiety when I was in college. And I made it my mission to help people like me and all my thousands of clients that I've helped. And I, again, love, love, love what I do. And I love to educate my community here from um, these episodes that I record every single Wednesday. So I'm recording this on December 26th, the day after Christmas, and um, the new year is almost here. And as we approach the new year, it's a perfect time to reflect on our progress and set goals for the future for our anxiety recovery. But I'll start with letting you know why I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. So I don't think that you need to wait for the new year to set big goals. I 
teach my clients to learn self-awareness and to check in with yourself at least once a week or even just once a month. Doing that is really important. New Year's, um, when the new year is here, we tend to set these big goals and we think that it should be, you know, this big goal for the entire year. And that's one of the reasons why we don't end up, or not everyone, but for the most part, we end up getting off track and not accomplishing these big goals because sometimes they are goals for the entire year and we get sidetracked and things happen. And so I'm a really, really, really uh, big fan of setting small goals for what you eventually want to accomplish. So you can still do New Year's resolutions, right? I think it's a great time to reflect more than anything. It allows us, when you do set resolutions, it allows us to reflect on our progress. It allows us to set goals for the future. It's really important for us to do that again every single month or every few weeks. It's really, really important. So for this episode, I wanted to talk about reflecting on your progress. I think that's really, really important before setting new goals. Take a moment to just reflect on what you've done. Acknowledge the progress that you've made because no matter how small the accomplishment was, you should put that on your list of accomplishments. I always recommend you have a list of accomplishments specifically for anxiety. This really helps us when we're having bad days, when we think we're not going to get better. It helps us to realize or to look back and say, you know what? I have improved and I have gotten better. And that hope really helps in recovery. When you can feel that hope and you believe that you're going to get better, you will get better. It's that damn anxiety that keeps us from even thinking that we will get better. We think that we're never going to get better. We think, what if I never get better? That always crosses our mind because it's such a horrible feeling when we have anxiety, when we have these panic attacks, and it keeps us from living our life, from doing the things that we want to do. And it's hard. It's hard. And it really, really, really crosses most of us that have anxiety, it crosses our mind. What if I never get better? What if I'm never able to do the things that I want to do, the things that I used to do? So it's really, really important for you to have that little list, whether it's two or three accomplishments or 10 or 15 or 20, write them down no matter how small they are. So recognizing also the challenges that you've had, overcoming and coping, the the coping mechanisms, of course, the skills that you've learned, all that stuff, you want to make sure that you write that down also. What works for you? Everything that I teach, I always say, find what works for you. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. Again, it's important to have the techniques that you know have helped you and have that list too, because sometimes when we feel better, we forget our techniques. We forget what used to help us. And when you're not fully recovered, you will have those 
setbacks. And it happens to all of us. It happens to us. And when you don't really fully learn how to retrain your brain and how to eliminate that damn fear of anxiety, we can have those bad moments where we forget and we have bad days and bad moments. And then again, we forget our coping skills that really help us. So having a list of not only your accomplishments, but of the things that you know have helped you. And then eventually when you're done um, and you're recovered, you don't really need tools and techniques. Yeah, you'll have them. And I think it's really important for us to incorporate tools and techniques for stress. So we never go back to not having any actual habits that you implement into your life every, not every single day, but at least once a week to never go back to that dreadful stress too, because sometimes we won't go back fully to that full-blown anxiety. When you're recovered and when you're recovered and you don't fear anxiety, you'll be fine. If you feel a little bit of anxiety, it's never going to be a panic attack. It's never going to be severe panic. But will we have stress? Yes. We live in a very busy world. Technology, our phones, we're busy. It's hard for us to not get stressed out. Remember, the mind sees stress as danger. And so if you're stressed out, if you're on the phone, even if you're not stressed out, but your mind is always racing, the mind can pick that up as danger. So making sure that you implement these coping skills and you don't forget them for that stress because you don't want that stress to end up becoming um, severe anxiety. Again, identify areas of improvement, what you have really improved in, in and what you want to continue to improve. So identifying specific areas where, you know what, I think I want to focus on this. I'm already recovered, but I'm still really bad at setting boundaries. That's kind of my problem sometimes with helping and wanting to do more. For me, it's still hard for me to say, no, I am a giver. I love to help people. It's really hard for me. Sometimes I'm fully booked like right now and people will contact me. And as soon as I hear their story, I can't say no. So setting boundaries for me is something that I want to work on. I'm good at it, but in some areas, it's a little harder. For me, it's with helping people. So if I get asked, can you help me with this? Or can you help me with my anxiety? I want to do one-on-one sessions. And again, since I'm fully booked, it's hard for me to say no when I hear their story. So learning what works for you. Again, everyone is different. For me, boundaries. For you, it might not be boundaries. For you, it might be you're taking on too much and you're needing to set boundaries with yourself. And I think that for me is really hard too. I end up doing, doing, doing so much. And I sometimes need to set boundaries with my own self, not only with people around me, but with myself and prioritize the things that are really, really important that I know I can't stop doing, but identifying the things that I could stop doing. 
So that's for me. Again, that is something that I want to continue to work on. So identifying those areas that are more important to you and that you think are causing more stress and more anxiety. Set realistic and specific goals. But even if, well, as far as for anxiety, I think all anxiety goals are always very realistic. Um, The only one that is not realistic is like, I never want to feel anxious ever, ever again. We are going to feel a little anxious and that's okay. The key is not to fear the anxiety. You don't fear the anxiety and the anxiety that you need to have to stay out of danger. It's going to be a few seconds and that's okay. So setting realistic goals and then breaking those goals into actionable steps. What do I want to accomplish and how do I get there? And being specific. And this is where the people that end up achieving their goals get it right. When you break it down to actionable steps, going down to the first step, what do you need to do? So many people will set goals, but they don't know how to get there. One of the things that I see um, a lot of is manifestation. I think the practice of manifestation is great and it There's so much more behind just saying, I want a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire and I'm going to manifest a million dollars. It's not just going to fall into your bank account. You need to set those actionable steps. Okay, I want a million dollars. How am I going to accomplish that? Break it down to monthly. What do I need to make? Break it down to weekly, daily, what can I do to make $95 a day or $150 a day, whatever it is. I don't never calculated how much a million dollars is um, a day. I guess it would be, I don't know, maybe $200. Anyway, breaking it down into smaller actionable steps makes them more achievable. Creating a plan of action is super, super important. Not only creating a plan, a step-by-step plan, but starting to visualize what do I want, picture it in your head, and then picture the steps that you need to get done. You have to remember, and this is aside from using visualization for anxiety recovery, you can use this for so many other things, including manifesting. So I'm not a big fan of the word manifesting, but again, I'm a big fan of the actual practice of it but it's not just saying it there's so many things that you need to do to learn how to manifest and how to get it right and how to believe it and how to picture it and visualize it in your brain because when you visualize when when you visualize it in your brain you give your brain a roadmap if you If I tell you, I want you to go to, and I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I want you to go to this town. And I don't tell you the town. You don't have a map. You don't have a GPS. It's 1950. And I just say this town. I don't point to a map. Will you get there? No. 
there is no way that you can get to the town that I'm talking about. If I don't give you the name, I don't point to the location on a map and I don't give you the directions. It is really hard. So the same with the brain. If you're telling the brain that this is your goal and you don't give it step-by-step instructions and you visualize it, when you visualize it, the brain thinks it's already happened. So beautiful, incredible things happen when you do that. So I'm really, really, really a big fan of, again, the practice of manifesting. Not a big fan of the word. I'm not a big fan of people that just say, just say it and it'll happen because that's not true. You need to do certain steps. Not going to get into it so much. This is just for anxiety. And um, I want to just let you know that any goals, including personal goals that you want to achieve, you have to have step-by-step instructions. And then if you visualize, it'll be a lot easier to to set to achieve those goals so creating a plan of action identifying what you want going down into details as to what you need to do so let's say you say I want to eliminate my anxiety this year what do I need to do well you know what I've already tried everything medication doesn't work medication made me worse I mean these are just all the things that I hear um, therapy's not working. Yes, she's nice. My therapist is nice. And we kind of talk and it kind of helps with stress, but she really doesn't teach me a lot. Find a therapist that will or actually specializes in anxiety and will train you and train your brain. And I know it's hard to find a good therapist. I hear it every single day. But make it a point to say, you know what, I'm going to try something else. Or if you don't have a therapist and you've never gone to therapy, you know what, this year I want to find a therapist. Here's the steps. I'm going to call my insurance and see if you you want to um, use your insurance or you don't have money. You know what, I'm going to save money. I'm going to save money to be able to go to therapy. Whatever it is you want to accomplish, set that plan and take action. Practice self-care is something that I want to start doing because I used to be very good at it. And this past year, I've just been doing so much for everyone else and neglecting myself. So that's something that I want to add to my life. One of the goals that I want to achieve. Setting goals, again, is really, really important, and I don't want to get into it so much. I just wanted to kind of share my, a little bit of information, I guess, and my thoughts on New Year's resolutions, where I think that if you're able to just sit with yourself, ask yourself, what do I need? What am I doing? What do I need to do? We all know the answer. I need to maybe work out or, you know what, I've been eating really bad or I drink a lot of caffeine and my job is very stressful and I don't take care of myself. There is so many people out there that have the tools that buy the stuff that go to therapy 
and they learn from their therapist and they don't implement it into their life. Not everyone can just go out and do this on their own. It's really hard. And I'm going to be the first to admit that it's hard for me to set goals and push myself to get them done and to stay on track. So having someone to hold you accountable, I think is really, really important, whether it's a friend, whether it's a group. I'm a big fan of groups, especially for anxiety recovery. And when you are in a group with other people that have anxiety, you don't feel alone. You have that support from people that are going through similar situations. They know how you feel. They know what you're going through. And they also, again, the group holds you accountable for your actions and helps you stay on track more than anything during your anxiety recovery journey, which is really, really hard for us. And it's important, again, to feel like you're not the only one and that you have that support from, in my group, of course, me and, and the people in the other ladies in the group. So holding or having someone to hold you accountable, again, it doesn't have to be a group, a friend, um, coworker, whatever it is, depending on your goal, having that person to help you and support you. That emotional support and encouragement is really, really, really important, especially going through the anxiety recover again. When they have also been through anxiety, they understand the challenges that you face because, again, it's really, really hard and you don't feel like you're being judged because sometimes when we talk to people that have never felt anxiety, we feel like they think that we're crazy and we don't want to share after that because we see it in their face like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you can't go? What do you mean you can't get on the, the expressway? And so it's hard for us to share after that because we feel dumb and we feel like we're going crazy and all the other things that run through our head. So having that support is really, really important. Again, if you can find someone that has been through similar situation as you, I think it's really, really important with their support. You'll feel motivated and, and empowered and not nervous to share anything so you could face anxiety head on and get rid of that damn dreadful anxiety that you know you want to eliminate from or we know we want to eliminate from our lives and then again tracking progress and celebrating your wins is really 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 important patting yourself on the back and being proud of your little tiny steps, even if they're just small little steps towards your goals, no matter how small they are, praise yourself. Praising yourself is really, really important. It makes you feel not only you, but your mind think that, you know what, we can continue. We're, we've got this. It was, it was, you know, it might've been hard, but we did it and we can continue to go to the next step and continue to improve and continue to set those goals, whether they're small, um, to eventually lead to our big goal. And in, and um, anxiety recovery, of course, it's eliminating that dreadful anxiety. So 
for most of us, that's what it is. I just want it gone. I want this damn dreadful anxiety to go because I want to live my life again. Really, really important. And um, just focusing on, you know, what you want to accomplish. And again, visualizing what you want. When we don't know what exactly we want, it's hard for us to accomplish that goal. So visualizing, setting those goals, small attainable goals, praising yourself, and remembering where you were prior to your healing. Having that list of accomplishments is really, really important. And having that list of tools and tips that have helped you eliminate anxiety and having that accountability person that can be a, that is a real game changer in any, any, any journey, any goal that you set, whether it's for anxiety or your personal life or at work, having that accountability partner, friend, coach, therapist, whoever it is, is a game changer and it will help you. So that is all I have for today. I know this was a long episode. I think I keep recording because there's so much more that I want to tell you, but I want to keep these short. Setting those goals, again, you don't have to. No pressure. Don't feel like you should have these incredible goals. When we have anxiety, our only goal usually is get this fucking anxiety out of my life. That is the only thing that we concentrate on and we want gone. And if that's the only goal for 2024, so be it. And if you don't have any goals for 2024, that's okay too. It is not necessary. You don't have to set goals. Again, I am not a big fan of resolutions for the new year but it's a good year to reflect and to look back. That I do think that is important for us. And it's, you know, my birthday month. January is good. I love uh, January. I usually don't tell people when my birthday is, but um, last year when it passed, everyone was like, you should have told us. But my birthday is in January January. 